This is Mid-Missouri's Total Sports Station, KTGR, and it's time to get big. That was a big-time answer right there. You've got the big show with Andy and Brent serving up sports talk from Mizzou to the pros. And everything in between. Join us now on the KTGR hotline and sound off on today's biggest stories in sports. The big show starts now. You bet it does. Welcome in to this Tuesday edition of The Big Show on ESPN 100.5 and 105.1 KTGR, the total sports station in Mid-Missouri. Thanks for tuning in online at KTGR.com and on the KTGR app. What's up? It's Andy Humphrey, Brendan Schaefer, and producer Chris. You can join us at 875-KTGR with a call or a text. We're about to get into the good, the bad, and the ugly. And uh, we we know what was ugly from the Chiefs game, but what else was ugly throughout the weekend of the NFL, especially after the Monday night games last night, going simultaneously in Miami and New York. And boy, was it something. Yeah, the Dolphins had some ugly happen to them at the end of their football game. Oh, my god. Some! Only some. This is yeah, why you line up correctly, Tony. This is why you line up correctly. This is why you do. Yeah, the, yeah. the seas are parting now for the Kansas City Chiefs, and they just they just don't want to accept the gift. It's pretty amazing. Uh, we will talk about all of that coming up in a few minutes. We'll also it, this. It was very interesting to uh, to have it play out simultaneously, like both games almost ending around the same time. They started at the same time for sure. Uh, but do you want to see more Monday night football doubleheaders like that? We'll discuss at 525. The injury expert, Will Carroll, joins us for talk on football injuries and the huge Sohei Otani contract at 425. And we talk some Mizzou at 505 because there seems to be some recruiting momentum. There might be some good recruiting news in the next 15 minutes. We'll just have to see. Stuff's happening, potentially. And, and a transfer entering. The portal apparently today that I think Mizzou's going to want to try and get. We'll talk about that at 505. 875-5847. You can call or text us. You can also tweet us at KTGR Big Show. And find us on Facebook, too, at facebook.com slash KTGR Big Show. Now the Big Show's Big Deal. And those Monday Night Football games last night, certainly if you were watching as a Chiefs fan, you were rooting against the Dolphins most likely, one of the teams that's ahead of the Chiefs in the AFC standings. And it sure was looking like the Dolphins were going to close it out yesterday, going up 14 points late in the fourth quarter. But then Will Levis happened. And Titans all of a sudden stormed back and got the one-point victory on the road against the Miami Dolphins. So now they're 9-4. and four. Chiefs are a game behind them, still two games behind the the Ravens, but you see the path now all of a sudden if the Chiefs can, in fact, win out the rest of the way. It wouldn't take too much to get the help they need to potentially vault themselves up as the number one seed again, but we'll have to see. Four weeks left in the season. We'll see how it all plays out. Chiefs' next chance for them is at New England on Sunday at noon. And that is... The Big Show's big deal on this 12th day of the 12th month, December 2023. 875-KTGR, if you want to call or text us here. 12. 12-12. That was good. The 12th day of the 12th month. Love the the symmetry there. What do you mean? Well, I don't know. I'm just stating it. I just have to, you know, nitpick. Anytime you say the date even somewhat different than what you normally do, I'm paying attention to that. Those are the things that I look for. (laughs) 
You're nitpicking you're being great, me being you're, 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 red. You know. If I had gotten it wrong, I, I would appreciate the nitpicking, but no, I don't know what the nitpicking wrong. was for. No, it was just, uh, you know, it's just different than what you normally say. You just noticed, oh, those are the same numbers, 12 and 12. Look at that. I, I like to point it out every once in a while, I guess. And anyway. <laughs> Play the music. <laughs> I'll tell you about the, I'll tell you about symmetry. You can expect this every Tuesday in the NFL during football season. There you go. That's for sure. Good, the bad, and the ugly. Call or text us with your good, bad, and ugly from the NFL weekend at 875-KTGR. Hey, you just might? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm picking up the phone right are now. We, uh, are we gonna, we're going to uh, put Kadarius Tony in a different category from bad or ugly or anything else? What category would we create for one? Uh, you're not calling right now, are you? No, you're not doing yeah, this. Yeah, Chris just answered no, the no, phone. No, no, come on. This is not it happening. It says right there. No, this is, come online. on. No. We're not doing this. I think Chris is going to hang up on me. Uh, yeah, he like, should. As he, here. as he well should. Uh, I'll hang up on him. I'll make it simple. What category I don't, I don't would be we clogging up the lines? So I'm just going to hang up. I get it. What category would we create for Canarius Tony instead of good, bad, or ugly? The nuke it into the sun category and hope to never see it again. I don't know. I just look, man. There's been so many takes over the past few days about. You know, if he was offsides all game, then why did they pick that moment to call it whatever? I feel like when you're the Chiefs, when you're defending Super Bowl champions, when you've got the pedigree that they've got, there's a standard. And the standard does not involve blaming the refs when things don't go your way, when you objectively violated a rule, even if it's a rule that doesn't get called very often at all. So I can't have much sympathy for for Tony, for the, the whining that the Chiefs did after the fact. It was all very, very ugly to me, Andy. It doesn't symbol symbolize to me that the season's over. We talked about the easy schedule remaining, but it was an ugly state of affairs. It's an ugly spot for them to be in, at least for the moment. Well, it shows your warts as a team at the moment. Things that might have been tamped down from surface level that had really been plaguing this team, you would think all of a sudden reared their ugly head, and you saw a group that's not really being held accountable at the moment. That's that's what I saw. And look, there's time to fix it. There's time to get it right. There's time to attack the last part of your schedule the way that you should and realize that it's an opportunity instead of just easiness towards the end. Well, if you treat that as just an easy schedule, we'll coast through and we'll still be the one seed you're about to that that spells like a 10 and 7 season as opposed to like 12 and 5. Like you you're going to you're going to have multiple teams upsetting you if that ends up being the case. Man, and if they keep that energy and they go 10 and 7, you won't catch me picking them in the first round. That would because if you look at the schedule and now we know Justin Herbert's out for sure, so it's going to be Easton Stick that they face. I just that it lines up in their favor so much so that even 3 and 1, I'm not going to say we'll freak out, but even 3 and 1 down the stretch you're going, eh, they haven't really showed me that, that killer instinct that they've got it back. Yeah, I'd be disappointed by 3-1. and 875-KTGR. Call or text us with your good, bad, and ugly from the NFL weekend. Quentin is here on the KTGR hotline now for his good, bad, and ugly. Quentin, how are you? Doing fine. What was your good from this weekend? How about the Baltimore Ravens? Hey, I mean, it, a win's a win. The way that they got the win was certainly good towards the end. They got they had one of the biggest moments of the weekend. What was the bad? 
How about the Miami Dolphins? Terrible down the stretch. I mean, just mm. terrible. What was the ugly? How about that new that Minnesota Las Vegas game? Oh, the whole game. Oh, uh, that's yeah. very. That's a very fine candidate right. for this. That's what this category was made for. Games like that. Thank you, thank you, Quentin, for the call, man. You're welcome. That's Quentin joining us here on the Big Show KTGR. Yeah, dude, three to nothing. The final between the Vikings and the Raiders. I always get tempted into going. You can always place a bet on the first touchdown score in a game, and sometimes you're like. What if these two teams are so pathetic, nobody will score? And if you had thought that about that game, well, you would have been correct. Just absolutely the ugliest game of the weekend. Three to nothing. That's a real final. Well, and the the field goal didn't come until 157 left in the game. They spent 58 minutes not scoring. Just punting back (laughs) and forth. How many punts? A lot of 17 combined punts. Vikings didn't throw a pick. Raiders had one pick. It was mostly just punting back and forth. Not even well, they also turnovers. the Raiders also lost uh, a couple fumbles too, so they okay. they had they had some of that. But oh, just man. gross! It was terrible. Um, and and I think as a result, Nick Mullins is your starting quarterback this week for the yeah. For the Vikings. See, you're not so worried about that trade anymore that we made. I mean, again, I, I wish at the time it. I got more value, but that's fine. <laughs> I'm I'm over it, I suppose. But right. but yes. Um, not not a great my team name. <laughs> you do have my to team name is all about Josh Dobbs. It's a <laughs> it's a meme about Josh Dobbs. Kind of went all in on that anymore. on that uh, did. narrative, didn't you? Yeah, made the playoffs, but at what cost? I suppose. Eight seven five KTGR. Call or text us with your good, bad, like and ugly candy from candy the weekend. Uh, the good. How about Nick Bolton being back? And he was good during the uh, during that game. Greg texting in his good, having Nick Bolton back. Um, the bad Tony's eyesight. That's very sure. And he also put the Tony's Raiders discipline and, and Vikings game in the ugly. Yes, the discipline too. Like the, it's either eyesight or it's the fact that ah, this is what I've always done. Even though it's very clearly wrong, I'm going to keep doing it. Like that's yeah. What I can't it defend him. I can't, I can't defend him on that. No. There's what about no, this? What? What about uh? We call. We we kind of throw ourselves under the bus a little bit and say, our prognostications on Will Levis kind of ugly because he shows some moxie, man. Yeah. Like a, a lot of the things that you like about quarterback play, toughness, determination, Will Levis has these things. I didn't like him at Kentucky. I just didn't think he was that good, but he's showing some things in the NFL. Like, yes, the Dolphins being just completely putrid down the stretch allowed that to happen last night. But they go up 27-13 with, like, what, four minutes to go or something? Yeah. And Titans score a touchdown, get a stop, score a touchdown. That last drive was just, like, bomb to Hopkins, another pass, and then you're right in there in the the red zone. And Will Levis did that. So I I think we got to own it a little bit that we were pretty low on Will Levis, and he might pan out. He might pan out at the NFL level. It was a nice win last night. He was the, fired up, man. Well, no, I he was absolutely fired up, and rightfully so, when you lead two touchdown drives in essentially less than a minute. Like, your team scores less than 60 seconds of game time later uh, after cutting it to one score. I mean, just incredible stuff. Yeah, I wasn't high on Will Levis either. I did kind of like maybe the, the situation he was in. I don't like Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback right now, but it's a good guy to learn from. Uh, because he's been around for for quite a while, and so you got a chance to get into that room, learn a little bit of what it's about. 
he's got better weapons too. I mean, they went out and got Hopkins and, and Hopkins things like can that. Still play. Yeah, he like, still got it. Is what I found out last right. night. Yeah. Like, yeah, he still got. He still got it. And uh, yeah, I. But but yes, ultimately, I was saying. No, I'm not surprised that Will Levis is falling out of the first round. He's not a first-round talent. Thing. I, I, yeah. I, I wasn't ready to call him that. And he's Neither looking pretty good league. right now. No, But, but he, he, I think he did land in a good spot. Like You take yeah. away some of that pressure from a guy of everybody says you're supposed to be a top-five pick, and then you take a, a, away that pressure where, okay, you're a second-rounder. Nobody's expecting you to come in right away and be the guy. But then when an injury happens, you've, you've soaked up the information like a sponge. Of course, you got a great head coach, Mike Vrabel. Um, and, and so, you know, things just work out for you. And you're just going to let that one slide right by, huh? <laughs> Praising Mike Vrabel. What's he going to do? Say no? They beat the Dolphins last night. They were down yeah, by 14. Their record. You could point to their record, it's though, their record. and say it's, it's that he's not very good. It's their record. Um, but, hey, uh, congrats on knowing math at the end for going for two, uh, down eight. I, I like mean, it. Yeah, like, I like it yeah, a lot. Boy, no. math. You know math. So that's good. You need to know math as a head coach. Eight seven five. But not every KTGR. coach would do that. No, not every coach would do that. No. So you can give you can give Mike Vrabel his flowers okay. a little bit. All right, all right. I, look, the way that they came back in that game, yes, that you you deserve some extra credit for that. Uh, who else was in the good? Eight seven five K T G R. Call or text us with your good, bad, and ugly from the weekend. Cowboys definitely in yep. the good. I want to see. I want to see it. I want to see Dak Prescott MVP. Yeah. Um, He's still got you got a, more games to win. Like he's not done yet. Cowboys, I believe they play the Bills this week, so that's going to be another tough challenge with the way that Buffalo team is playing. It's in Buffalo, but if if he gets through the schedule and they find a way to to upend the Eagles and, and get that division, uh, for me, Dak's got to be the MVP. And, and I mean, he played great. They they thumped the Eagles. This wasn't even remotely a game. We saw the best of what their offense can do, the best of what their defense can do. I cannot believe that we're having this conversation in the same season that the Cowboys had that 49ers loss. I just can't believe it. I'm I'm not sure that you can get those two teams back together and say the gap will be trimmed to such extent that I could take the Cowboys in that potential NFC Championship rematch, but very impressed by what the what the Cowboys were able to do to the Eagles for sure. And that was the most impressive performance team-wide uh, of the weekend. And and look, are we is it time to rethink the Eagles a little bit? Is it time to put them a little bit in the bad from what's happening? Well, they were bad. Today? I mean, they played bad. They, they. I mean, they played good Cowboys teams. Cowboys did it to you, but right. They've played good teams, and they haven't really. I mean, they, they showed up for a quarter against the Niners, and then wheels fell off after that. And then this weekend, it's in a game that they had to have to keep, essentially keep the lead by a couple games. Huge opportunity to just stomp the Cowboys down deeper in your division, and you yeah. couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah and you kind of look at like the recent stretch for them. You can go all the way back to the end of October. They had trouble with uh, the Commanders in the game they won by a possession. Cowboys should have beat them the first time. I, yeah. Several things went wrong for that game in Stepping Philly. Out of bounds. Come on, right? Lots of stuff. Okay, they beat the Chiefs again. Yeah, there was it was in the bread basket for a Chiefs touchdown, yep. and we know all the things that have been going wrong with that team. Yep. Needed overtime against the Bills, and then two twenty-plus point losses to the Niners and the Cowboys. Teams that we think you're going to be seeing again, like Philadelphia. You don't get to the Super Bowl without beating one, maybe both of those two teams. So yeah, I to me. This is kind of where I was, right? I, I had said 
before the standings showed it that the 49ers were my team, and I was not so sure that the the, the Eagles were just going to waltz through that division. Um, I I don't know that the Eagles could beat either of these teams in the playoffs at this point. That would that would be where I stand. Eight seven five KTGR, call or text us with your good, bad, and ugly from the weekend of NFL football. The Lions need to be in the bad this week. Sorry, oh, they, they played bad. Like, no, it, I'm not going to cover that up. You're no, right. No, I get 100 percent right. It, you go scoreless in the second half. You allow the Bears to score 18 unanswered. Are we are, are we a little bit more bullish on Justin Fields after that game, or are we just chalking no. it up to the fact that the Lions' defense could be the liability that kicks them out of the playoffs earlier than maybe they should be kicked out? Yeah, their defense hasn't hasn't been as consistent as it needs to be, and it's been a, pr- a problem particularly lately. Now it's kind of reminding you of last year's Lions' defense. But as for Justin Fields, like, I think he's he's fine, Andy. Like he's very volatile at the quarterback position, which is maybe not what you want. He has moments of brightness and then days where they just can't move the ball with him. But where would you rank him? Like as a quarterback in the NFL? We haven't done the we haven't done the top five, bottom five in a while for quarterbacks. He wouldn't be on either of those two ends, I don't think. No. But somewhere in the middle, right? So yeah. I, I mean that's where I see him anyway. So I don't he does this sometimes and I think he did it against a defense that is kind of reeling at this point. In particular, we have seen the Lions do this in road games. And so that would kind of be my thought is I think the Lions could win a playoff game at home. I don't know if they could do it on the road necessarily. Like the beatdowns, this was a beatdown. I mean, you lost by 15 points to the Bears. They lost by like three to the Ravens. That was also a road game. Jared Goff needs to be in the dome. <laughs> he looked he looked terrible in this game at Soldier Field. Well, any cold weather game it seems for Jared Goff is going to be a problem for him. So, yeah, if you get a high a high enough seed to where you can avoid some of those some of those bigger matchups, the problem is like you could play that uh you could play that game and then draw the Cowboys as your next matchup fine. in the divisional round. That's fine. You think that you think they beat the Cowboys indoors at their no. place? No, but I that's the that's what you need though. You're you're not going to get the top seed at this point. You're going to be behind, I think, record-wise. Where are the Lions right now? They still nine and four, but I don't see you passing the 49ers or the we'll call it NFC East champion. So if you are the Lions, best case scenario might be host a playoff game because you're the home team, and then however the bracket has to shake out, pair up with the Cowboys so you get to play in a dome instead of at you know what maybe the the Eagles win the division. It's at Philadelphia in January, and nobody's beating the Niners. So I don't want to see the Lions face the Niners. Any sooner than they have to, Cowboys Lions would be fun. I think you get, I think you get kind of an offensive game there, uh, or the Cowboys would just shut them down. Depends on how their defense is feeling that week. There are good teams in the NFC. It's top heavy, Andy. But like, if you want to be the best, if you want to say, hey, we're the Lions, we can contend. You have to beat some of these teams, and yeah. I'd rather them have a chance to do it in the dome. That's all. Yeah, the, the, that's where they'll have their best chance. And outside of the dome, have not been able to to prove their metal all that much. But uh, what else was good, bad, and ugly from the weekend of NFL football? 875-KTGR, if you want to call or text us about that. I got to say, last night's other Monday Night Football game, we talked about Titans-Dolphins. What in the world has gotten into Tommy DeVito? What is this? Tommy freaking Cutlets, baby. Tommy Cutlets. Tommy freaking Cutlets? Yes. It's the necklace, man. He wears a TD necklace. 
I guess it does stand for touchdown. I don't know. Look, the Packers, I felt this one coming. I Once we talked about it on the show yesterday, yes, as of last Friday, I picked them. And then as it went along this weekend, I thought the Packers are going to have one of those games where they play down to the competition. Um, yeah, I, I credit the Giants. They tried so many different ways to lose that game. So did the Packers. Uh, I can't count the number of fumbles that happened in that game. Saquon Barkley's was nearly catastrophic as the Giants were trying to ice that thing. But they found a way. Giants have won three in a row now, by the way. I don't think they're like, you know, hankering for the playoffs at five and eight. But well, in the NFC, you never do know. But here's the, they play the Eagles twice. Are they going to pick off Bring one of on. those games? Bring it on. They, they, they that, pick off the, Giants, the one at, at the Giants place. Dude, if you're the Giants, you, you want it all at this point, right? Like. You're playing some vibes. You've won three in a row. You were two and eight. Now you're five and eight. You don't care who you play on the schedule, I think. Granted, these wins have come against lesser competition, but it, those kinds of things can instill some confidence. Um, do I think it's going to happen? No, but you're catching the Eagles at a pretty good time, too. So I think it's going to be interesting when those those matchups do take place. Yeah, that's uh, definitely the case. And, man, that was was fun to watch. Uh, you know that Tommy DeVito has won more Monday Night Football games than Daniel Jones? Oh, my gosh. That makes that that checks out, you know. Yeah. Can you have a quarterback controversy when one guy is paid forty two million a year and the other guy wears a necklace that says TD? Is that allowed? I don't know if you can. I don't I know if think you can have. We have no say in the matter. Only in New York, man. Only with the New York Giants. Only in New York. see his agent. His agent wearing oh, oh, the, like, the, oh, the, the hat yes. and the glasses. I'm and convinced that guy's not a real person, but you know, it's very, it's, it's very much very New Jersey. Of <laughs> for as long as I can remember, the, that's the only agent. way that Tommy DeVito's agent can look. There's no other possible look that Tommy DeVito's agent. And I was even surprised he, he even had an agent. I'm winning football point. games here. It's like, hey, I'm hey, forget about it. Get out of my way. <laughs> forget about it. Uh, my people will call your people. It's perfect. it's perfect. Even does the hand thing. It's like a celebration no, no, for like a big play. He that's does like it. Devito's he thing. Really like it's just. I know. It's so good. I hope they win every game. I hope, uh, they, well, I hope yeah. they win every game. I hope they make the playoffs. Come on. Still door open? Maybe. Who knows? Big shows the doors on. open. I mean, there's six it, and seven. You went out. The board. If, if you went out. Back. You're nine and eight. Beat the Eagles twice, you never know. Crazier things have happened in the NFL. 875-KTGR, call or text us with your good, bad, and ugly from the weekend. And uh, we'll get some of those coming up. But up next, injuries across uh, the NFL. Those are always ugly. We'll talk with the injury expert, Will Carroll, about some of those and the huge Shohei Otani contract for the Dodgers and what it means for the club and the league. We'll talk about that next on The Big Show. You are listening to the Big Show podcast on KTGR.com. We're back here on the Big Show, KTGR, KTGR.com, and the KTGR app with Andy, Brendan, and producer Chris. And we're joined now by the injury expert, Will Carroll, to talk all things uh, NFL injuries and also baseball offseason. You can find him on Twitter at Injury Expert and subscribe to his newsletter, underthenife.substack.com, and also go to fanbuzz.com to read his injury info. Uh, Will, we now know uh, the, the result of the Shohei Otani sweepstakes. 
mistakes and uh, the fact that it that it results in uh, the biggest contract we've ever seen. And of course, all that deferred money, it would seem, too, uh, with, with Shohei Otani uh, basically deciding that, hey, I, I want to also give uh, the team, the Dodgers that I'm signing with, a chance to, to still compete and, and spend the way that they like to by not taking as much money every single year. I wonder how you see the, the Otani deal developing and, uh, and what it means going forward for the Dodgers. Well, it's an interesting deal in that it has a couple factors. The first is, you know, we've always heard Otani wants to win. Otani wants to win. He certainly hasn't won in Anaheim. Um, but this wasn't a Dodgers thing. But I think the Dodgers were more likely to be the one to say yes to this because, if you don't know, the Dodgers owners are in insurance and annuities. And this contract honestly looks more like an annuity than anything else. First, it reduces the, the bill. No, it's not going to go down to $2 million a year, even though that's what he's going to put in his pocket. Instead, it's going to be $46 million. Uh, yeah, there's a number of things going on here. And, and I won't bore people with financial details because they're boring. Uh, what this does is it avoids taxes to some extent, and the state of California is going to take a really hard look at this. Uh, the second is that it does open space under the luxury tax for them to go out and sign, you know, at least another pitcher. Uh, is it Yamamoto, who is uh, Otani's teammate and maybe the best pitcher they've ever sent over from Japan, uh, including Otani? Uh, but he's going to take another three hundred million. Is he willing to defer a bunch of money? And if so, where does that put the Dodgers in the longer term? Look, the, the Dodgers' ownership, they're going to be just fine. <laughs> Todd Bowley alone has spent over a billion dollars in transfer fees, not to mention buying Chelsea FC. They brought in a couple new owners, uh, including a Swiss billionaire, Hans-Jörg Weiss. Uh, so, yeah, they're going to be just fine. The question is, are they going to be any good? And that was the big argument. Uh, you know, he, if he wants to win, he's going to a place where they don't have any pitching. You know, uh, Clayton Kershaw's out until at least the All-Star break, probably longer. And it's not a zero chance that we've seen the last of him. And that, that's kind of a sad way to go out. Uh, you know, they've got uh, Dustin May on the shelf. They've got uh, Tony Gonsolin on the shelf. Walker Bueller is just coming back for Tommy John. They've got a bunch of young kids. Uh, it's a bunch of sophomores. And that's not what you want. Uh, they're going to have to get at least two more pitchers, and we'll see whether they can stay under or at least close to the luxury tax because that gets pretty punitive. And obviously, of course, Will, Otani himself not able to pitch this coming season, so maybe not yeah, exactly. initially going to have those World Series aspirations. I'm sure they'll try. But in your mind, to do a contract of this caliber, what would you believe that the Dodgers would consider a success? Do you have to win multiple World Series championships while Otani is there, or how do you view that one? Yeah, certainly that's the goal. Um, you know, I don't think they're going to lose money on this deal. They're going to be able to up their advertising. They're going to be able to keep that RSN deal. It's about the only lucrative one left and, and not associated with uh, the, the Diamond Sports Ballet's problems that uh, a number of other teams, including Cleveland and San Diego, who basically had to shut down their, their free agent spending because they don't know what they're going to get from their TV money. Uh, the Padres have a lot of situations losing their owner. Now it goes to a family trust that has over 50 members, and Major League Baseball doesn't like that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, the Giants have done nothing. The, the Padres are unloaded Soto and aren't going to bring a whole lot of people in, lose Snell, lose Hayter. Uh, we'll see where Hayter lands. That one's going to be probably the next 
interesting one. Uh, Jordan Hicks is another one who might end up uh, signing quickly. Uh, I've heard a number of rumors, including Texas, for him, and, and I'm curious how Cardinals fans will take that. But uh, yeah, I think you know you want to win. But at the end of the day, this is also remember the for the owners, this is a business. They want to win as well, but I don't see them losing money. And if they can win, uh, I'll be very curious. The, the other interesting part here is <clears throat> how does it affect them going forward? Because this is now a effectively for them a 20-year contract. Uh, we've seen deferred uh, contracts before. Bobby Bonilla, the famous one. Albert Pujols still has a contract with the Angels where he's getting about $5 million a year. So these are unusual, but this one is obviously a little more extreme. For sure. Uh, Will Carroll, the injury expert with us here on the big show, KTGR and KTGR.com. All right, enough about Otani. Let's talk about the deal that we actually do care about from the winter meetings. That's Tyler O'Neill getting dealt away by the St. Louis Cardinals. I say a little bit uh, tongue-in-cheek. But the Cardinals had indicated all week long last week during the meetings that uh, this was a very real possibility. And they end up getting uh, uh, possibly some bullpen help for, for the coming future. I wonder what you thought about that deal for the Cardinals that we that we kind of saw coming based off of what John Mosellock was saying. <laughs> John Mosellock at all, but put a, a, a for sale sign and stake it in O'Neill. Uh, he wasn't going to get a ton back. He got a couple of live bodies. Uh, yeah, they could help, and they've lost a couple guys, including Hicks. Uh, doesn't look like he's uh, going to be brought back. And it, I'm still curious about Hicks. You know, so good, so talented, couldn't stay healthy, but he could still be very, very useful to a team. So I wonder why they gave up on him so quickly. I do think there's some monetary limits that uh, Mosellock's working under. So, yeah, I think they need to get rid of more of these pieces and parts. Yeah, uh, Every time I come on the show, I talk about how these pieces and parts that they have are good, not great. They need to package two or three of them up, either get prospects back, get you know, a live arm back, get a problem guy back, find somebody who you can fix. Uh, this isn't something the Cardinals have done in a while. I'm sure there's a couple young guys coming, but they've got some pitching. Is there a trade out there? Uh, it looks like they've gotten out bid for Tyler Glasnow, who a lot of people uh, liked. Do they want to spend 20-something million for a, a, a return of Jordan Montgomery? Uh, I still think they need one more good pitcher, and they need to put put one more potentially really good player on that field with the Goldschmidt and Arenado kind of winding down uh, on their time in St. Louis as well. Yeah, a lot to think about. We'll see what uh, the Cardinals come up with for the rest of this offseason. Will Carroll, the injury expert here on the big show, KTGR. Let's transition over to uh, the NFL and injuries that we're seeing across the league. Uh, for the Chiefs, they missed Isaiah Pacheco this this past week. Clyde Edwards-Alaire did okay in his stead, but it's clear that you mm-hmm. know you, you want to see Pacheco out there with his running ability and, and the way that he's been able to, to do that this year. But with his shoulder injury that he wasn't able to practice with uh, all week long, last week uh, i guess we'll find out how he's going to be used uh, in practice this week but what's kind of your inkling on how pacheco is doing at this point yeah i'll be i'll be very curious to see whether he's back at practice if he's not back in practice on by wednesday uh consider that a very negative sign they just couldn't get him comfortable and you can't go out there uh, and re-injure that thing uh you know he runs angry uh he hits a lot of people uh, he's he's getting better at the blocking game, uh, and it's largely because people don't want to get hit by him because he does it so hard, even if it's not always uh, the best route to the guys. 
So getting him back is key. He, he's become their number one, their clear number one. Great find in the draft. Uh, and we saw that the Chiefs are beatable. Um, you know, when, when they make mistakes, when the other team doesn't, they're beatable. I mean, the Canarias Tony play, that was one of the most beautiful plays I've ever seen. And I hate that, you know, something dumb like the lack of discipline that Tony had on that play. Uh, but the penalties, this is, this is the least Andy Reed team I've ever seen Andy Reed coach. So getting Pacheco back allows them to run the ball more, to have a credible threat on play action uh, that makes the linebackers respect it. Uh, and that opens up Patrick Mahomes. And Will, if we had told you back in August that, hey, the Chiefs are going to have a little bit of a down year by their standard, we might have said, hey, good news for the Chargers. Well, that's not really the way things have gone. And now they're without yeah. Justin Herbert due to a fractured finger. What do you know about this situation, which seemingly will end yeah. his season? Yeah, it's going to. He had surgery today, a simple fracture, but it moved the bone. So they had to pin it back in place, make sure it heals up. That's just not going to happen by the end of the season. And frankly, the Chargers season is over. So now we get Elliot Stick, which sounds like one of those players that Madden creates for you. Um, we'll see. But Brandon Staley's seat is very, very hot. And that's going to be a job people want. You know, you've got a quarterback established. You've got some talent there. Uh, you've got the ability to build. Uh, and, and frankly, Los Angeles isn't a bad place to live. So all those things, I think that's going to be the job that people really, really want uh, and fight for uh, when, when the season's over and Brandon Staley's a, a coordinator again. Will Carroll, the injury expert with us here on the Big Show KTGR and KTGR.com. And, of course, that, uh, Justin Herbert, joining a, a growing list of quarterbacks that's missing significant time yeah. this year and all of the backups that we have seen. And I suppose, uh, of course, this would be the year that, you know, late 30s Joe Flacco all of a sudden goes out there off the couch and starts throwing 300 yards. I mean, yeah. is this uh, – how do you kind of see that all of a sudden with, with how Flacco was able to jump right – in and almost uh, they signed him to the practice squad like only two or three weeks ago yeah. and now he's out here doing what he's doing yeah once you know the offense and he, he had familiarity with the offense if not the the language of it um once you have that you're fine um it, you know we saw with josh dobbs same sort of thing he understood the offense uh you know with the the speaker they could give him the verbiage that he needed to call the play and explain to him what he was actually supposed to do. Uh, there is a basic level of talent that you have to have at any position in the NFL. And if you have it, you can play. Um, are you going to be any good? No. There's a reason we have a depth chart. There's a, you know, The whole next man up drives me nuts because you're saying next man up is as good? No, seldom. Um, what's going to be interesting to me is that seeing that older guys like Joe Flacco can still go uh, and as many injuries as we've seen this year, I think the key case is going to be what are the Colts do with Gardner Minshew? Is there going to be a team out there that sees Minshew as, Hey, he can go out there and be a credible mid-level starter who could bring my team over, especially if we're bringing in a guy like say Caleb Williams, you know, one of these quarterbacks that isn't ready day one. If you can have functionally a bridge quarterback at a low salary that's great but on the other hand how many teams found themselves in need of a good quarterback at number two this year and just didn't have it i think we're going to see a lot more focus on that number two position i've heard gm say you know what uh if i lose tom brady we're screwed anyway if we lose aaron Rodgers, we're screwed anyway 
True, but, you know, I think if you can upgrade that position at a reasonable price um, or even an unreasonable price in in these days, that uh, that's going to be one of the key advantages some teams can have. Very interesting stuff going forward uh, with how this year has kind of changed the thinking a little bit. Will Carroll, the injury expert here on the big show, KTGR. What's new at Under the Knife and Fan Buzz these days? Wow. Would you believe I was talking about Otani? Uh, <laughs> <No> <laughs> obviously, we're taking a look at him, the injury. We still don't know what the surgery is. And I, I, Down at the winter meetings last week, uh, I was talking to a lot of people, and they weren't telling teams what it was. They were relying basically on Neil Elitrash, who did the surgery. Oddly enough, he's the doctor for the Dodgers. Uh, but the Dodgers didn't have an advantage there. Uh, patient privacy requires that he not tell them the full details until after. So had a team put together a deal they would have gotten the same information so one of these days it'll leak what it is but i'm not sure it's going to leak with otani he's got such a small circle that i think it's going to be we find out that uh, that uh dr elitrash has done this on somebody else and we look back and go oh that's what otani has mm, yeah so uh, go and check that out uh, under the knife.substack.com uh for all of will carroll's uh, insights on the baseball off season and once you get to the season injuries and the like and uh, go to fanbuzz.com for his writing on uh, football injuries all season long thanks will for coming on the big show ktgr today hope all is well we'll talk again soon thanks all boys big show's on at 442 ktgr and ktgr.com and of course now with the Otani uh, free agency deal done, it, it means the other dominoes fall. And wouldn't you know it, the Royals are making big splashes all of a sudden. Massive, t- splashes, massive splashes for the Royals this afternoon. Big time splashes in free agency. You look out, rest of Major League Baseball. Hey. Chris Stratton's hey. coming. Chris Stratton's got a ring, my friend. So <laughs> I'm just, I'm just yeah. saying. And I think what happened here is Chris Stratton decided, you know, former Cardinal reliever gets traded, wins the World Series decides I'm going to take my bag of money and I'm going to go back where I'm at least in close enough proximity again to the Columbia, Missouri restaurant scene oh, so yeah. that I'm able to, because I think that's honestly, that's would work for me. So I think that's what happened. Here. Ain't that far. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's just, it's just a down, it's a road. It's right. one road yeah. you drive it's down. Hop, and, and and all it is. Yeah. Saying very, very smart forward thinking by Chris Stratton uh, under the bus coming up, man, NBC is doing one of their, one of the, greatest broadcasters of all time a little dirty here it would seem Uh, that's next after this live local sports center you're listening to the big show podcast on ktgr.com got under the bus in a bit the sweetest thing in sports coming up as well 505 we'll talk some mizzou recruiting news as you heard in uh chris's live local sports center a few minutes ago so we'll it's get to that. Kind. It is the good, kind, the good of kind of recruiting news. news. That's right. I'm <laughs> so breaking like news that. on the radio. Can you believe that? <laughs> oh, you're breaking it. You were over in you were the high one school. that did. I didn't yeah. notice. Yeah. That's, uh, that's how it works around here. Yeah, because nobody's checking their phone while they're listening to the show. Are you kidding me? We'll get to, uh, to all that coming up at 505-875-KGGR to get your thoughts in. Hey, want to remind you, tomorrow, big day for us, uh, and, and really for the Food Bank for Central and Northeast Missouri, and really all of the Missouri, we hope you can join us. During our Commerce Bank one-for-one holiday food drive tomorrow, we will be out at the Columbia Mall taking your donations, uh, both monetary and, and non-perishable food items, too. But really, it, it, this is really important to how you can make a difference. It, the money that you give uh, to the Food Bank for Central and Northeast Missouri goes a very long way. $25 can turn into 100 meals 
for those that need it in our community, especially during the holiday season, the, the need becomes uh, so crucial. So uh, we hope we can count on your support. You can find all the details on the many ways that how you can donate at ktgr.com. Go and find uh, all those details. And we'll look to have some fun tomorrow because it's always such a, a special event that we love uh, being a part of along with uh, all of our uh, sister stations here uh, at the uh, at Zimmer Communications as well as ABC 17 and the Columbia Firefighters. Uh, they're, they're out there, too. It's, uh, it, it's a great time. So we hope that you can come by and support uh, during a very important event every single year, the Commerce Bank one-for-one one holiday food drive. Get all the details at KTGR.com. It's time to go under the bus on the big show. Okay, I have a late submission, if it's allowable. I um, will allow it, yes. This is according to Matt Baker of the Tampa Bay Times. Apparently... Florida's attorney general has launched an investigation into Florida State's college football playoffs now. Well, yeah. Got, I mean, they got to get to the bottom of this. Finally. <laughs> yeah, come on. We gotta... Who knew what and when did they know it? Yes. I saw, you know, shortly after it came out that Florida State was left out of the playoff field, that Ron DeSantis had said they're going to put a, a million dollars oh, toward goodness. the uh, – toward the like what? What are you doing? Look, You're just flushing I, money look, down the toilet. I wanted Florida State into. I agree that they got jobbed, but come nah. on. This is, again, <laughs> we're talking about the taxpayer dollars, the oh, hard-earned money that they Florida men and women it. make all the time. I'll they, tell you what. They absolutely do know how to waste Politicians it. Politicians know how to waste money better than anybody, man. Under the bus. So they had to get to that. It's out of maybe Steve Cohen. He's good at it, too. He's yeah. good at it, too. Under yep. the bus also to Al Michaels. Uh, apparently, NBC. What uh, Well, I mean, apparently he's it, he was under the impression that he was going to be part of the playoff coverage for NBC and Peacock. Uh, like last year. For, for NFL. Right? Yeah, like last yeah. year. He did a game with uh, Tony Dungy. Even though he's with Amazon now, he's like he can super still... talker emeritus right. or something. Yeah, yeah. They gave him like a, a title where he gets to still be part of the playoffs, but maybe not so much anymore. Yeah, reportedly, according to Andrew Marchand of uh, the New York Post, he's in the know on these things. He's not going to be on the call for NBC for any of their playoff games this year, which is apparently a move that Al Michaels did not know about. Titles mean nothing anymore, it. Yeah, I guess. Look, I, man. Does that mean they've, like, chiseled it off of, like, his, like, desk, off of, like, his door? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't it's, think he has a door. He doesn't work there. No. Like, he doesn't work there. He came in last year to do a playoff game. He had been with NBC for forever. He chose his bag of money at Amazon, first of all. Mike Tirico waited a long time to get to be the lead guy at NBC, right? He was, like, was there he a while? Al yeah. Michaels would leave long yep. before. And I can recall Al Michaels making a comment at one point in time saying, I won't be told when it's time to hang him up. I'll know, and then I will do it um, proactively. I... I think the signs are all around you at this point for Al Michaels. He doesn't have the same enthusiasm for it as he as he used to, Andy. Love the guy, but I think we can be honest about that. Well, the, in big moments, you're absolutely right. He kind of fumbles the bag on some of that. He fumble. He just but... doesn't have the energy for it, and I think that's what NBC noticed, and I honestly am not upset about the decision. Well, under the bus. I'm upset about how Al Michaels maybe was informed about that's it. That's fair. The, Give him some heads Learning up. about it yeah. in the reporting. And all that. That's fair. Also, under the bus, <laughs> Eli Manning apparently last night during the Manning cast what is this? being so infatuated by uh, the agent for Tommy DeVito. Hey, I'm Tommy DeVito. <laughs> Tommy agent. DeVito. Hey. 
Uh, what happened? Eli Manning nicknamed him Slimy. Huh? <laughs> Something nice. like Steve. Whatever his actual name is, both uh, his first and last name both start with S. I can't recall it at the time. Of it course. is uh, Slimy is his middle name apparently, and he act, it was. I don't know if he was pretending or saying. Well, hey, I had texted Sean a few guy John wow. Slimy Stilato. Slimy Stilato over here, <laughs> and he was apparently nice, saying he was he... getting texts about oh, this guy. He was known as Slimy back in the day. I'm okay. getting the insider Maybe intel on that sort of, of stuff. Maybe it's a term of endearment. I, I mean, don't know. I, I don't know. It's... Under the bus. And then, of course, the, this guy goes on WFAN this morning, hears about the comedy. He's like, I, I don't know where that came from or anything. Like that. Really? That's I mean, so we've, funny. We've got a back and forth between Manning and, and Stellato here. Forget hey. about it. It's time for the sweetest thing in sports on the big show. Sweetest thing is with our friends at the Candy Factory. This holiday season, gift your co-workers what they deserve. Some tasty treats and chocolates from the Candy Factory in downtown Columbia. Online at thecandyfactoryonline.com. Hey, Mizzou Hockey, congratulations to them. They're moving up a division. They announced today that they're moving up to the ACHA Division 2. They had been Division 3, but starting next season... 24-25, they'll be competing a division up. So congrats to Mizzou Hockey. And old Jay, of course, a big Mizzou Hockey fan uh, on this show for uh, for the promotion, essentially. I believe they're promoted higher than the KU uh, team is. So that, I mean, that should be obviously. Right. But I, I wonder if they'll – I'm sure they'll still get to play them. Even they'll still They'll play be in them. different divisions. Everything I'm like sure that. they'll still figure it out because Mizzou, you know, unlike certain programs, wouldn't – duck the rivalry for oh, a decade after moving conferences, I'm sure. That's not what they're known for. The other side, that, on the other hand. And then there's the football. Did you see KU? I think they disbanded the program because they're <laughs> knocking down their stadium, finally. <laughs> it, it, enough is enough I mean, at a certain point. No, that's, one way to inter- but... that's one way to interpret it. <laughs> I mean, if you're Kansas football and you post a picture of a crane like knocking down your stadium, you're asking for comments like that, so I obliged. I don't know what's wrong. It's like having a Tommy DeVito agent whose name rhymes with gelato. It's just what you do. It's just in the rules. I'm sorry. You Ah. can't blame us. We're taking the low-hanging fruit. Oh, man. How about some Mizzou recruiting news? And maybe what could be down the pipe in the transfer portal for Mizzou football, we hope. Well, that's next here on the Big Show KTGR.